welcome to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This is part three of our four-part The Lost Kenku one-shot, so make sure you've listened to the first few parts before continuing on with this episode. Before we get too far ahead, a quick spoiler warning here. If you haven't played or read The Lost Kenku and want to keep it a surprise until you do, stop listening now and come back when you're ready. To briefly recap, Ryan is playing Fargrim, a dwarven cleric who's searching for his lost companion, a Kenku by the name of Corcoran Jones. According to reports, Corcoran was last seen heading towards the strange mining outpost of Weirding, a couple days' travel away. But upon Fargrim's arrival to the town, none of the residents seemed to know the Kenku's current whereabouts. As Fargrim's mission to find his friend gets underway, it soon becomes clear to him that all is not what it seems and the only person who may have answered is a strange eccentric man known as the Wizard Weirding. Remember, whenever a character performs an ability check, an attack roll, or a saving throw, they must roll a 20-sided die, known as a d20. They then add any relevant modifiers or bonuses from their character sheet to the result and see if they can beat an unknown difficulty class, or DC, which has been set by the Games Master. If you're keen to know more, the basic rules can be found for free on the official Wizards of the Coast Dungeons & Dragons website. That's dnd.wizards.com. You can also try out D&D Beyond, the official digital toolset for Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. D&D Beyond offers a compendium of all the game rules, lore and adventures, as well as digital tools like a character builder and digital character sheets. You can find out more information on the D&D Beyond website. That's dndbeyond.com. A quick technical note here about this one-shot. For this session, we were testing out some brand new audio equipment, and whilst the majority of the audio is really good, there are times where it's not 100% perfect. I.e. one of us, alright, mostly me, moved a little bit too far away from the microphone whilst talking. Hopefully, the overall listening experience of this one-shot isn't too badly affected, but we just thought we'd mention it in advance. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players and myself mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes, and what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to the outpost town of Weirding. Uh, You walk up to the gate with uh, Mez. Yeah. Um, The guards stand to attention. And obviously, again, because you you said that you're you're with her, and then she they let you through, no problem. As you go into the um, to the sort of garden area now, you get a good look around, and around the corner comes this incredible creature. I will show you a picture of it. Well, I'm guessing some sort of large cat with snakes on it would be my guess. Like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was right. Oh yeah, wow, a huge sort of leopard-like creature with a tail of snakes, or a body of snakes sort of hissing out from it, and it sort of pads around with a guard. It's sort of on a leash just now, and it sort of they sort of stare, stares at you and hisses at you. Uh, yeah. Make an, uh, uh, make a, uh, yeah, a nature check, actually, see if a you know, check. see if you can tell what kind of creature this is. I'm gonna have a guess. I probably don't. Twelve. Twelve. You don't know exactly what this creature is, but again, it's from what you can see, it is a sort of feline predator. 
sort of resembling with the sort of the, the skin of a of a leopard, with sort of six snakes sprouting out from its shoulders. Mm-hmm. You suspect that because of the way it's sort of acting and sort of sniffing around, sort of like cats and feline stuff in general, you know, would be mated in pairs, or if there's, you see one, the other is not far behind. Right, probably in a pair. That's always good to know, isn't it? There's <laughs> always more. So currently we're at 10 guards. Now this is the 11th, mm-hmm. keeping track with two of these creatures. This is good. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, wonderful. I'm trying to be... I'm trying to keep track, and yep. it's suddenly, you know, it's... when it just goes from bad to even worse, to, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I couldn't what fight you're talking all this. About. I couldn't fight all this. Not even with my armor oh, class. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, Mez... Uh, breezes past the guard. Um, they pay her no mind. May, the, obviously, the guard has obviously clearly been told about your your quest. Um, this creature sort of like uh, sort of sniffs at you, and the snake sort of like maybe one or two try and snap at you a little bit as it passes. But you're kept at such a distance that it doesn't get anywhere near yes. you. I sort of lean over to her. That's quite something. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yes. They, yeah, we got them specially in from Cholt. Um, very good um, security. You know, you're the second person today I've heard talk about Chult. It's oh. uh, quite the trend around here. Oh, have you have you ever been? I can't say I have, no. Oh. I've uh, I spent most of my life in um, three miles, actually. Three miles. Well, three days, I should say. <laughs> it's <laughs> two days, but three days. Two days. Two days, oh. two days three days. days. I think it's a dialect thing. Oh, yeah. of course, of course. Well, I hope one day to visit there. So maybe maybe if, if it all goes well tonight, you'd be interested in going for, uh, for travels down there? I must say, it mm. uh, does intrigue me. Oh, excellent. And she sort of lights up at this. Like, again, sort of speaking about travelling and arcane stuff. Mm. Um, it's good. And then, uh, so she sort of, there's a, a bench next to this huge oak double doors. And she goes, oh, if you don't mind, oh, if you if you could take off your shoes. Uh, the wizard wedding's very particular about not getting his carpet. You know, so she starts taking off her boots and they're sitting mm. on the little bench. I, I will, yes. Um, just so that you're aware, I'm, I'm a very large, sweaty dwarf. I hope he doesn't mind. Oh, no, we have carpet. slippers um, inside. So I thought so, yes. yes. I sort of look down. Uh, so my, my shoes are almost sort of uh, <laughs> like sort of, you know, I guess at this point I'm going to watch him. I'm never sort of leather boots. Yeah, I take them off and I, I just go to take my boots and put them in my backpack. And she goes, oh, no, no, they'll be perfectly safe. I, no, I... no, it's quite fine. I, I'm sure you are. I'm quite particular about these things. Make a deception check. I'm just copying her language at this point. <laughs> That's a ten. <laughs> oh, how queer. Oh, well, uh, as you would. Fantastic. I've still got my boots. <laughs> When your mind just wanders to everything bad that could happen, like poison on the floor or something, or poison in the slippers. I mean, do the slippers fit me? I assume. So she, you've taken your shoes off, the the door opens, and a a serving uh, lady sort of opens the door, and you're ushered inside. The foyer is sort of ornately decorated. It's very grand, as if you've gone into one of those uh, Pride and Prejudice manor houses. Oh, wow. Straight ahead of you is a huge staircase going up to what you assume is the first floor. And it actually, you can see it's one of those staircases that goes up one as a landing and it's almost like a U-shape. And then it goes yeah, up again yeah. to what you assume is a second floor. Yeah. And from outside, this place looks like it was three floors, right? Was that yes, what I heard? it yeah. did, yeah. Okay. And, oh, uh, just roll another perception check for me because I forgot to talk about it earlier. So no, 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 that's fine. Uh, natural 20. Excellent. Again, going outside, coming in, you notice that all the windows in this place had bars on them, almost into the into the work. Okay. 
That's always good. Needed to mention that. <laughs> and that's all around the house. Because you only came in straight to the front door and you couldn't see from around. So the, at least the on the front. At least on the front. Um, and in three floors. Three floors. Yeah. Again, I just mentioned here on the way in, I was just like, oh, was this place, was it purpose-built or was it converted from something? Oh, it was converted. Obviously, it was here uh, before the wizard came and then he uh, repurposed it for his own uh, purposes. Oh, it's, it's been beautifully done. You wouldn't happen to know what it was before. Oh, no, I, it was before my time. And as obviously you're talking about it, the yeah. door sort of shuts uh, behind you. So you, you've got the staircase going up to the first and second floors. Yeah. On e- either side, you have on the... On the uh, West, you have a door going off, and then you, on the east, you got a door coming off. Next to the east door is a huge painting, ginormous painting of what you assume to be is the wizard weirding. So this would be on my right. Yes, yes. Yeah. And looking at it, it is an incredible painting. He's got his hand up as if to cast, cast a spell, and all around him is daisies just popping out and bunny rabbits. Like, it looks a very bizarre subject choice. But, again, you get the side impression that he has... He's got, obviously, the hat. It looks a bit like Dumbledore, put it that way. Okay. He's got a huge uh, white beard, sort of quite, quite intimidating uh, sense of a guy. Yeah. But, again, got the flowers around him. It's a weird kind of painting, really. Very strange. Does it does it look like there's anything wrong with the painting? Or does it just look like a strange topic? Um, I'm, I'm just trying to Are think. you looking at it, or are you going to investigate it? Um... Does it appear like I'm being led somewhere? She's literally just coming. She's maybe just talking to the serving woman just now. So I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't seem out of place if you were going no, up no, to it. I That's think what I'm I'll, I'll go up and have a look at it. Yeah, why not? Excellent. Sorry, and just to clarify yep. a couple of things. So he's all, is he? Does he look like human? Yes, he looks human. He looks human. And um, where so I assume when we came in, the iron bars on the front gate would have been closed. Mm-hmm. But does it appear like the doors behind us have been locked? Uh, no, nope, does not seem to be locked. Okay, now. good to know. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> sorry, um, no, my danger sorry. It's good. It's open. good. It's yeah, good. yeah. No, please go ahead. Mayor's is talking to the serving lady and like, oh, please come out. She is, and is obviously taking off her bags and her her robe, uh, not her robes, her cloak. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, she takes off her cloak, um, yeah. and yeah, you go up to the painting and make an investigation check for me. <laughs> go plus one, natural twenty. Oh, again. oh, nice, nice. Tell me your secrets. It is. It's, it is incredibly gaudy. That is the impression you get. You are a dwarf of very simple means. Nothing seems wrong with the painting. Again, you've not seen any images, or you didn't even know what wizard weirding looks like, but mm. looking around, there is no other paintings on this floor. And you don't get the sense of anything magical coming from the painting at all with that natural 20. It's just imposing. Mm. And you just okay. think he's just done okay. it for his flair. Fine. Not a, like, a mirror or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> Good to Jack. Or the wizard was in the painting and just watching. Uh, No, that's fine. Okay. Mez comes back and she says, well, um, if you like, I can give you a quick tour of uh, the foyer. The wizard is uh, currently uh, busy in his library just now. And she sort of gestures up to like one of the floors up above. Mm. Um, If you'd like, uh, there's a washroom I can send you to, or um, dinner won't be ready for at least an hour or so. So we can go to the parlour as well on this floor. I uh, a tour would be absolutely lovely. Yeah, please, the parlour. That Excellent. sounds great. She'll go to the east. Yeah, away from... No, towards, towards the, the painting. painting. Yeah. So you go down a hallway, and uh, there's a door leading off, and so she opens it, and she shows, shows you inside, and it is crammed full of books. So a large room uh, filled with books lining the walls. Um, there's a couple of reading chairs, and there's a nice fireplace that has been sort of built up. 
she goes, please have a look. Um, the wizard is very, as you can see, he's very knowledgeable. And he collects all sorts of tomes all across uh, the Forgotten Realms. Um, I can see. And just sort of having a scan of the books as I go mm -hmm. over. Um, any that I recognise? Any themes to the books? Excellent. Uh, roll me an investigation check, please. <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. What strikes you is that for a wizard, these are pretty mundane books. There are titles like Lord of the Earrings, uh, The Sword of Sahara, Shame of the Wind, A Story of Herbs and Other Flavours. It's like, oh... You wouldn't expect a wizard to have these books presented a bit dull. Mm. But like a couple of mentions of like food or fashion. Food, or... yeah. It's just it's just as if it's what I like to call toilet books. You know, <laughs> you go and yeah. like, read them. Yeah, I get on. that. No, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Just um, <laughs> a collection of books. You kind of been assembled from various things and all that. There is presents been given. Useful. Yeah, yeah and you yeah, just yeah. put them next to the as you're doing your things. Yeah. And she wants. Shall we go through this apartment? And she sort of indicates to the end of the the hallway, which sort of just opens out into this big parlour area. Yeah. Um, as, I'm, as I'm sort of going, can mm -hmm. I just keep an eye out for, like, any... I want to see if there's any passages or doors that, like... Hidden is maybe a strong word, mm. but I'm looking for, like, things that maybe have been, like, they don't want people to go down, or... Right, yeah, sort yeah. of mean, like, the sort of areas that are cut off somehow. I'm just keeping an eye out. Oh, sounds good. I will make a perception check as you're walking through from the library to the parlour. Uh, 17. 17. And nothing catches your eye. I think you're kind of trying to look at the stonework again because you're yeah. of, of um, dwarven heritage. There doesn't seem to be anything just now. But again, it would not surprise you if this place has been repurposed. Yeah. That's kind it of what I got different... in the back of my head. Mm, yeah, yeah. There could be hidden anything around here. Uh, Mez leads you into the uh, parlour and it's a very cosy room and looking out... Uh, as the sun is setting behind the sort of stone walls and stuff, looking out, you see like a topiary garden from the huge, large sort of picture uh, windows. You know, the sort of ones that you could... Oh, are they called awning windows? I can't remember. Oh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. There are sort of candles decorating the shelves with little uh, little animal figurines. There's like five overstuffed chairs surrounding a large fireplace. Really grandioso, really sort of... You get the air, air of something really posh going on in here. Yeah. And in the corner, there's a huge harp. And again, looking out, uh, make a perception check as you look out the windows. Of course, I would be thrilled. Uh, oh, natural one. Natural one. Uh, you try and look and then you, and yeah. sort of grabs your hands and pulls you back. <laughs> she indicates to you, uh, if you'd like to sit down, I can get one of the, the servants to get us drinks. Very kind. Thank you very much. Mm. Yes. Uh, no worries. Take a seat with her. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm just sort of keeping an eye out from the room. I'm, I'm on edge. Yeah. But... I mean, I haven't seen anything out place so far. Mm -hmm. To me, it just seems like a very eccentrically defended place. I mean, I'm I'm looking for signs of the Kenku. I guess that's the sort of thing. The the, okay. the things that I've got in my head, mm -hmm. clues that I picked yeah, up are yeah. T Rex steaks and <laughs> yes. sunflower seeds. And I guess probably sunflower seeds are gonna be the the one that are likely. I'm I'm looking for like, you know, like sort of um Oh, um, Hansel and Gretzel style oh, breadcrumbs right, right, right. or like trails that have been left or mm -hmm. see if I just see any. I mean, it, I guess the place looks fairly clean. It's fairly... Yeah, I mean, make, make, a, make a perception check uh, around the room. Uh, oh, 22. 22. Uh, so it doesn't look like there's any signs of Kenkus. Certainly Corcoran um, is very quiet in general. He If he doesn't want to be seen, he does not want to be seen. So mm. there doesn't seem to be anything like no seeds, no nothing like that. No, no deliberate presence. Just so. make a straight intelligence check for me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 17. 17. Plus one. That's not 17. bad. 
So you gather, thinking back to what uh, Gragnor, the weeping patron, had said to you about how to get in, how he told Corkring to get in, and buying the stakes at Nard's shop, you suspect that maybe Corcoran had gone in the back way and used the stakes to placate mm. what those creatures you saw outside. Yeah, yeah that's, that was my line of thought, yeah. And you also remember that Corcoran had a weakness for sunflower seeds. Yeah. So if he did have them, it's, they're likely gone by now. Yeah, so. yeah, that's fine. I'm just, you know when you just sort of copy no, the person perfect. following because at some point, like, oh, that's why you have yeah, that. Yeah, 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 perfect. Um, that, that's fine. But yeah, does um, otherwise, I, I just engage in idle chat. Yeah, remind me, did she... I don't remember writing down that she had anything. Can I just have a look and see, does she have any of the scarring as well? Any of the... You did check and you couldn't see anything, but, no, feel, free, but feel free well, to... Well, no, I, I did check before, so that's fine. Yep, that's fine. That's fine. Um, uh, you know what, I'm just going to bluff it. I'm just going to sort of, just in chat to her, I just sort of go over to her and just... Oh, I'm sorry, I, uh, pardon me if mm. I'm a little uh, inappropriate, but that, oh. that looks um, fairly nasty. Uh, where did you get that? So you're just trying to... Touch her, touch her I'm just trying to get her to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Because from what I can tell, everybody else has so far instinctually reached to wherever it was when, okay. I, when mentioned. Perfect, perfect. Let's see if she does it. Ooh, what would this be then? I guess is it a deception? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. it is I a deception. I think so. Uh, ten. Ten. What? It doesn't reach for her head. Don't. No, no, pardon me. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. What kind of small talk do you talk about if you were? Time. It seems like um, she's she's happy to talk about anything so far. I like... would like to prove quite specifically about what magic she can do. I'm going to get her to talk about herself. And oh, I'm going to get her to excellent. talk about specifically magics that she can do. Go through the cantrips she's got, you know. Like, just, <laughs> like the sort of you show me, I show you. It's sort of the thing that magic users would do. Cantrips are kind excellent. of like practice-y things. practice-y things. I want to see if she's got... Um, I want to try and get a gauge of how powerful, how powerful she is. She is. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, just roll a persuasion check for me. See how charming you are. Oh, I'm so charming. Oh, it's a fourteen. Fourteen. Pretty charming. Um. So yeah, you know, she's she's like, oh, you know, very very happy to talk about herself. And obviously, her main focus is talking about how wonderful the wizard is and how he has helped her gain this build. Um. She talks about her cantrips being sort of like, you know, she could do a bit of press presentation, so she might you yeah. know, clean sort of the table, the glass, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I, I seem really interested and engaged um, Absolutely, you know, yeah. getting her to talk. Oh, yeah, and she says oh, she has a couple of, you know, simple spells, you know, sort of mending. But she's also, she's very good at sort of um, at sort of the arcane sort of fire stuff. So she's very good at sort of firebolt, yeah. burning hands. And that's also, she sort of gets away, she says, oh, but I don't use them that often, you know. it's no. a bit, They can't really pull that out in the mines. They get a bit frightened. <laughs> no, I understand. But I, you know, the, the sort of ability to mend, that must be very useful down in the mines, breaking, you know, broken equipment and all sorts oh, of things. definitely, definitely. Yes. So I mean, it's... yeah, I don't, I don't really go on that, that often. I just go check um, on behalf of the wizard to see how things are going and stuff. Oh, bad. So he runs the operations down there. Oh, yes, yes. Um, well, it's thanks to the wizard who to who changed things down there. Oh, I mean, before then, before uh, this was Weirding, this was um, this was just Smithington. And obviously Lady Smithington was here and things were dying slowly and then Wizard Weirding turned up. Smithingtons, it sounds like they fell on hard times. Yeah, oh, well, I thought she was a little bit before my time, but... Um, when the wizard arrived here, you know how it is, you know, dashing young wizard turns up, saves the day for the Smithingtons, marries into the family. Yeah, and they seem to do very well. And then, unfortunately, maybe ooh, a year and a half ago, um, 
his wife just died. It was, it was such a shame. So he took over all the base of operations and, you know, carried on her good deeds. It was such a shame for, for the daughter, really. Oh, he has a daughter? Oh, adopted daughter, yes. Goodness, that sounds terrible. Do you know what the wife died of? Oh, again, before my time, and I would not like to pry into the, the wizard's... Um, no, oh, I understand completely. He mm-hmm. must be, mm-hmm. he must be grieving. But the, the the daughter, does she still love her? Oh yes, she's um. Ever since her, the death of her mother, she she doesn't really leave her room that much. Mm, I understand. Yeah, she's not. She's not. Um. She's not. She's not one for the outside. No, I understand. Mm. These things can be very traumatic. Very, very. Yes. No. Well, that's uh. That's sorry to hear. Um. Is it worth me expressing my condolences, or is it not a topic that he likes to discuss? Oh, he does not like talking about no, it. I understand. No, he's always thinking ahead. Good old wizard weirding. No. He is wondrous. No, I understand completely. Mm. Um, I'm trying to gauge whether or not her reactions to the wizard are are just normally in, in static or whether there's something... Mm. Make a... Something else there. Yeah, make, some it, make, magical it, yeah make, an ins- make an insight check. Then. Insight check. Natural one. Oh, you can't mind. tell. I mean, she mind. she does say things like wondrous constantly, but then you know she is a she is an elf, so does does talk about fancy poncy languages. You know these elves mm, are just poncy. Elves are, oh, they're so hoity. Exactly. So yeah. you you've been very polite with her so far, but it is starting to grate on you slightly. Yeah, this whole place is a little gaudy for my taste. It is. It is. Yeah. And as you guys are talking, uh, one of the servants comes in and starts pouring out uh, wine for you guys. And the thing you notice instantly. Is that this servant, very sluggish, very slow, and is almost drooling slightly. Mez sort of turns and goes, oh, Nathaniel, please. And she sort of motions, and Nathaniel takes a couple of seconds to sort of wrap his head around it and sort of like uses his hand to wipe it away. There's continues drooling and then backs out of the room. Yeah. Before he goes, mm-hmm. I just sort of go, Nathaniel, sorry, do you need something? I can just sort of pull out like a cloth of some kind. Do you want to? He sort of stares at you. I just want to see if he reacts. Like, um, does he talk back? Or... He stares, stares back at you and then just sort of does this again and then just leaves. Does he have the same scarring? Do a perception check for me. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's a five. I couldn't tell. You were oh. too busy going, oh my god, this man is drooling. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. over himself. Take my back. Yeah. I sort of uh, smile over to Meza. What a charming man. Unfortunately, as you'll probably see, uh, we take in all sorts around here just to you know, give him some work. No, I understand. Mm-hmm. That's very kind of you. Mm-hmm. One of the servants sort of comes in and sort of uh, whispers, oh, milady, um, uh, Wizard Whitney wishes to see you in his study. And she's like, oh, of course. And she's like, pardon me, I will be only a couple of minutes, but um, I must go see what the wizard needs, for he is wondrous. That's fine. I, it, it seems like suddenly my presence here is very reliant on you. Would you like me to come with you? Oh, not at all. I, I, it would be best for dinner for us, um, to, for you to properly meet him then. And... She goes away with the serving it, leaving you alone in the parlour. What would you like to do? Oh, <laughs> right. Alone. Here we go. So this is all very strange. It There's is. clearly something going on. Problem is I don't want to go around just burning all of my second level socks, like <laughs> casting lesser restoration on everybody, because it didn't seem to affect the mental state of the lady I did it on first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So we're currently in the parlour yep. and you said we came through the library. Um, we came through a library. So you came through. So it was a, not the wizards. So library. you came. So you started off in the foyer. Yeah. And you went to the right. Went down an eastern hallway, which had a door leading off it, and then it sort of ends up in the parlour. Okay. I'd like to make my way back to the foyer. Yep. Um, I'm looking around again. I'm looking for 
signs of cooker. I want to see Excellent. if I can see any disturbance or anything out of place. Yeah. Or... A perception check. <laughs> A perception check. Uh, okay, that's 22. 22. As you make your way back into the uh, foyer, you can't see any signs of Corcoran again. you thinking about, well, he's he is very stealthy. He, mm. well, so he's almost a master thief. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you don't see any sign of him. What you do see is um, not commotion, but lots of things happening down the other hallway, the, the western hallway. And you hear sort of servants sort of going back and forth and the smell of food coming prepared. And so you assume that's where the dining room would be, where the kitchens would be. Yeah. But otherwise, um, looking around the foyer, uh, other than the big painting, there doesn't seem to be anything else of worth, but there is the big staircase that goes up yeah. towards the first floor. Can can the painting be just lifted away from the wall slightly? I imagine it's probably hung towards the top. Like, is there anything behind the painting Ooh. if I just sort of move it out? Yes, definitely. I mean, as you as you do, you maybe take your take a moment because as certain servants come past this, not slowly shambling, but definitely taking their time, yeah. taking things around. Uh, you look behind in the painting, and nothing's there. Nothing's there. No, that's fine. So, mm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm not gonna go upstairs. I'm gonna go to the left door. I'm gonna go west. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make my way down, and I'm going to see. So I'm keeping track. The, the servants they all clear to be you know seem to be bumbling, foolish. They're all similar in terms of how they're acting, that sort of thing. Yeah. See, so, yeah, there's a couple who like, clearly have, like, have drooling. Some of them are sort of, like, almost, not shell-shocked, but definitely, like, they are talking to each other, and they sort of, they obviously nod to you and stuff, but there's definitely something not right with all of them, and it differs from servant to servant. And do, do they, just looking around, more scouring, more... I make a perception check. Uh, the 11. Uh, now that you're getting used to sort of like knowing where to look and you see definitely a couple of them have some really obvious scars in the, in the crowns of their heads and stuff like that. And I guess, yeah, actually, because you're looking at sort of their faces a bit more, seeing the drooling and seeing sort of the, the half stairs, stuff like that. Yeah, there's quite a few of them seem to have this scarring. So looking so in this sort of, um, I see most of them are in the kitchen, are they? Um, so they're, of... they're bustling around the dining room, and as you come into the dining room, it's incredibly, uh, again, ornate, gaudy. As sometimes there's an oversized dining table, sort of long enough to sit six people on each side, and obviously at the head, a yeah. ridiculous wooden, like almost throne-like yeah. uh, chair, presumably for the wizard. Um, and above the table, there's a huge crystal uh, chandelier lit by loads and loads of candles. Down, sort of on the on the on the left, there's a door where servers are coming in and out of, and smell of food being made, of, yeah. of smell of food, and you can hear the sounds of pre- food preparation happening. Down but the there. kitchen was the only room. Well, sorry, this this dining room is the only room in this direction. Uh, no, so, sorry. As you walked past, so, it, so you went down like a hallway, yeah. and it opens out into the dining room, and there's a door leading off the dining room. But there was another door on the right in the hallway. Yeah, I'll go down that. See what's in there. So in that one, um, it's just a small uh, washroom. It's sort of tiled and there's like a small pedestal filled with water uh, in it. And you would assume people would just wash their face in there before. Um... Yeah, I decided, okay, that's great. I'll, I'll back out of there, yeah. close the door again, head back into the dining room. Mm-hmm. And I want to make my way just quite, I mean, I'm not even st- being stealthy. I'm, I'm curious as to how these, these slightly brain dead people are going mm-hmm. to react as I walk through the dining room and into the servants area, the where yep. the kitchen, yeah. No one stops you? Um, again, I think they're just too busy going, oh, you know, we get these things done. And it's almost as if like they're on autopilot. How many people roughly would be in here? Roll uh, some percentile dice for me, please. Percentile dice. Oh, those are the ones I haven't got out. Yeah. <laughs> Not used enough percentile dice. I That's know, right? D&D's problem. <laughs> that is... Oh, that's... What is that? That is four. 
four. So you see four people coming in and out, moving around. Well, that could have been a very busy kitchen. Been very busy. <laughs> I thought about it later. It's fine. So going in, what sort of food are they cooking up? What instantly hits you is that there's a huge sort of cook who's just concentrating on this work, doesn't pay you any attention. And it's all sorts of food, really, like meats, vegetables, there's lots of roast uh, things happening. Various pots and pans going over, things boiling over, people trying to get them off and stuff like that. And on the other side, there's another door and someone comes out of it holding like another box and it's like wine. And they sort of move around. And so you assume that is like a stairs down to some cellar. Um, just in this room, there's, there's lots of people sort of milling around mm-hmm. at her. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of going over just to the closest person and asking, talking to them, mm-hmm. being perhaps louder than I would need to be. So yes. Yeah. Everybody in the room can hear this. Sir, sorry to interrupt you. I, oh, I wouldn't happen to have any water. I'm sorry. My my head it just feels like it's on fire. Oh, water, water, and like uh, they again it takes a little while to get in. And they just pass it through here. Yeah, that's fine. No, no reaction. No reaction to the head on fire. No, thing. no. <laughs> no, that's good. That's no, good. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Um, and I will just walk down into the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, make a... Are you stealthing or are you just nope. going to... I'm not stealthing. There's a certain sort of aura of sort of... There, I'm being very calm, very yeah. upstraight. No one butters an eyelid. <laughs> Annoyingly. <laughs> um, that's right. You just, and they're just like... Fine. And they get back engrossed with, in their work again, going on autopilot. And what actually what happens is that you don't go into a cellar per se. You go into like a staircase. Yeah. And there's a stairs leading up and there's a stairs leading down. And then realize, you probably figure it out that this is actually probably a servant staircase. That they wouldn't be able to use like the long big foyer one, but actually the staircase up. Well, you. that's a good thing to know, isn't it? Servant's staircase. <laughs> AKA secret way out, if needed. If needed. Ah, oh, goodness. I've written so many notes. <laughs> that's good. Ridiculous. Okay. Um, so the food they're cooking is just... Good, good it, tasting, like, good smelling. It's, it's, yeah, all good quality. Like, there's some things that you just do not recognise at all. And you clearly think, again, must have been about that importing it. That's chul, sort of, uh, or chult, sorry. Chult meats, various right. things you've never seen before. That's fine. And that's actually, the delivery should arrive just about when the food was ready. So that'll be interesting to see them mm. do that. So I'd like to make my way down. Okay. I'd like to go towards the cellar. Again, just sort of casually walking down. It's It's that sort of, like... You know, I am a sort of a, a cleric. Mm-hmm. I'm a man of sort of fair integrity. I'm not trying to hide. I'm just wandering. Wandering I'm down. see what I see. You come out into a large stone-lined cellar, which sort of expands so far, and you think it would go all the way across the manor. Rows and rows of wine racks, uh, maybe even a, a cheese safe. Uh, <laughs> one of them cheese safes. That gets my attention. The wine, not so much, but the cheese. So as you come down, there's stairs into this manhouse, and then probably on the other side, you see stairs going up, and you would assume that's where the storm doors would be, if you were coming in from outside. The I cellar. see. Um, how, how, so, it's, it's uh, the room, it's like 100 feet or 50 feet, so it's, just roughly? Uh, oh, I'd say. A big room. It is fairly big, yeah, because it's, it's like the but length the, of the manor. The whole thing seems to be just wine, cheese, boxes. Well, this is the first one I was going to ask you, because um, you're a dwarf, you do have dark vision, don't you? I do have dark vision, yes. 60 feet um, okay. of dark vision. So is, can I see the back wall? Or? Uh, you can't see the back wall, but what I will say is that you notice that, well, you, you realise that it obviously goes further than you can see. But the wine racks sort of stop about 50 feet in. I've learned 
in my days of dwarfdom <laughs> that sneaking anywhere is not going to do me anything. So, mm-hmm. again, just with a sort of like, bring sort of the shield up, I sort of close my eyes for a second, bring mm-hmm. my hand over the shield, and it lights up. Excellent. With the light cantrep, and I just Perfect. make my way in. What do I see? I'll tell you. <laughs> As you pass sort of the various racks of uh, wine... Passive perception is 13, sorry. Oh, that's, that's perfect. Yep. <laughs> um, you notice that the wine racks stop, and then after that there is just cages, iron cages. And some are big, some are small. Uh, some could house even you, yourself, even though you're quite broad. Right. There are shackles in them. What I would call questionable stains and quite a few of them. Yeah. And as you make your way to the back, you hear scuffling and you hear like, nah, 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 from one of the back cages. And as you get closer to it, a horrid, very familiar face comes up to greet you. And it is the cobalt from the uh, fighting ring. Oh, Quinn Quinn. Nah, you, you, nah, you did this. Nah. And he's sort of like crouching down trying to look at you. Like you did this. Is that what he said? <laughs> Quinn Quinn. That's me. Good to see you again. You um, might want to be a little quiet. We wouldn't want a repeat of our last encounter. <laughs> <laughs> and I get the mace out and I say, this time I won't hold back. <sighs> fine, fine. Good to see you again, Quinn Quinn. Tell me, why are you down here? I don't know. I lost the fight and then, and then last thing I remember, they, they were talking to that elf and then I ended up here. So he's in a cage. Mm-hmm. I missed that fact. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not like right in the back. Yeah. I thought that he just like uh, no, that's my no, mind. No, 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 so no. He's in a cage. Um, looking around, is, are there any other cages with people in them? There is no other cages with people in them. So it's just all him. empty. Mm-hmm. Can I see any evidence of? Oh, what am I looking for? Kenku. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, can yeah. I see like feathers, or can I yep. see sunflower make seeds, a, or anything? Make a uh, investigation check because you are looking at actively looking now, and you've got your light as well. So I'll give you advantage on that. It's very cool. it doesn't no, help. Uh, it's a ten. Uh, again, can't see anything here at all. Queen, Queen, you haven't seen anyone else down here whilst you've been in this cage. No, no. I've just I woke up here. Can you get me out? Hmm. Potentially, but I think if I get you out of here, <laughs> I could end up in there as well. Can you be brave for me? Can you wait out a little longer? Quinn Quinn is always brave. Mm, I thought as much. Does he look appear like he's been armed in any way? Harmed or armed? Armed. Okay. <laughs> well, armed is a good question as well. Yeah, yeah. so does I always look check. Like, does he look beaten up uh, anything more than our fight? Or um, He still has like the, uh, the black eye. Um, doesn't have any weapons on him whatsoever. He doesn't look well. Like, but then he's in a cage. Like he, he's it's a very different cobalt to the person that you were fighting in the in the thing. Yeah. And how does the cage appear to be closed? Is it locked? It's got like a lock. Does and... it look like a, like a very secure lock, or does it look like a? Um. So it's like a, as if a key had locked it. It's not like a padlock. Quinkum, you said you've been locked down here because you'd lost the fight. Who was it that locked you in? It's it's the um the the half not Gregor. He he sold me. I wasn't any use anymore. He sold me to that that sun elf. Sun Elf? Yeah, you mean uh, Meza? <sighs> I suspect there's more going on here than I realise. Look, get me out. I, I think things happen to people here. I suspect you're very much right, Quen Quen. Ah, looking around, is there anything else in the room that I haven't spotted? So I've got, I've got wine, cheese, and then it stops, <laughs> and then there's sauce. Does it look Can like just... there's another way down? Like, what happens to the people in these cages? Are they taken... 
via the servants package mm. does it look like or are there any other entrances or exits because i imagine they come in via the you know the, like mm. through the, the cellar doors but mm-hmm. uh you make another investigation with advantage because you do have the the light and you're actively looking now uh, natural 20. Natural 20. Um, yeah, you, with the mysterious stains and the, you can see the drag marks and scuff marks of people like almost like um, fingers through the soil and nails. Like maybe you find maybe a fingernail or two as they're mm. sort of dragged around and you can see they've they've come gone back up the servant's uh, staircase. As, as I expected. I'll sort of rummage around in my pack and pull out uh, a dagger. <laughs> he sort and of backs away. I'll sort of like flick it around in my hand and then hand it to him handle first. And I'll say, keep this heading, and I'll be back. Snatches it. Don't need your help, but let me out. <laughs> <laughs> that, my friend, as I'm walking away, sounds like help. <laughs> and I'll sort of pinch a tiny bit of cheese <laughs> and make my way up the stairs again. Excellent. Fine, you get some cheese. It's very nice. As I come up to the middle floor where the kitchen is, does it look like there's any commotion? Are people looking for me? Um, you put your ear to door and make another perception check. It's all perception checks, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. 19. 19. You put your head, and again, there's the clatter of, like, pots and pans. You hear the servants sort of talk to each other, like, sort of like, oh, bring this, oh, you know, a wizard, he, he you know, needs his, his dinner, dinner, but, you know, all that sort of thing. There doesn't seem to be any sound of alarm or anything like that, so you think currently you're, you're, your presence has gone missing? No. Uh, I haven't been alerted yet. Yeah, um, there you go. Still hidden. You're hidden, yeah. You get it. <laughs> it looks like the stairs go straight up. It goes up, like, yeah. And my head just sort of slip back into the kitchen mm-hmm. and then just slightly walk my way back through towards the main hall. To the foyer? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, and you do that easily. I mean, you slip in and the hustle and bustle of the kitchen. You know, maybe you yep. have to dodge a few plates and stuff like that. And again, you just get the sense of that. There's some grandioso sort of like, almost like a banquet being held. But obviously it's just, just you and... um and Mez and presumably the wizard. There doesn't seem to be anyone else coming. And actually, as you get to the foyer, there's some guards that come through with like some packages which look very similar to the sort of parceled up meat from Nard's meat shop. They sort of come through and they're sort of discussing stuff and then giving it to a servant. And there's like, well, you know, sort of talking about like, well, we've already got food. Why do we need more food? And ah, fantastic. Yes, yeah. um, I delivered that in myself. Please make sure it gets cooked well. We want to impress the wizard. Of course, of course. And they take like a moment to be like, register who's talking. And then they go, sure. And then they take it. Mm. They do let stuff in. That's interesting. Um, Okay. Uh, We'll go back to the parlour. Go back to the parlour. Fine. As you get there, uh, Mez literally got back to the parlour. So it turns out, oh, there you are. Sorry, Fargrim. Oh, no, I apologise. I had to go and um, just, I thought while you were gone, I'd splash myself up and uh, make myself a little more presentable. Make an insight check. Uh, 20. She stops. Oh, okay. Did you use the washroom on this floor? Yes, I went back to the, the hallway and uh, washed myself up and came back. Now make a deception check. Uh, 10. 10. Her, the way she reacted, you feel it's probably a good thing you didn't actually do that. But she obviously <laughs> is like, now is probably a scene through that sort of deception. Okay. Um, well, uh, the wizard will be joining us shortly. Um, I guess we should make our way to the dining room. Yes, please. After you. You can tell she's now watching you, and is not sure what to make of what you've just said. And goes through to the dining room. And yeah. well, actually, as we've come through the hallway before, mm-hmm. I'd um, sort of like to go, just sort of like find something in a, just sort of mock find something in my teeth as we go past the washroom. Mm-hmm. And I'd like, oh, I'm, 
apologize, Mezzo. I'm so sorry. Um, just give me one second. I'll go back in. See how she reacts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's fine. Like, literally grabs your hand and says, no, I, I can't see anything. The wizard won't mind. Are you sure, Mezzo? Absolutely. There's nothing nothing I should be worried about, is there? It's, it's for the best. There is other precautions that we have in certain places. You know, people who break in, as has happened, um, the washrooms are fitted to be, if one should wash their face or wash anything, they would be transported to another plane. Oh, I see. Uh, but you must have passed some sort of... Oh, no, You must no, be very powerful. I, no, I am afraid I used the ring. I just sort of pull out from my backpack and get my water skin out and just say, I'm afraid she I... She looks vis- visually relieved. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, please, please be careful. It, what is it? I, so that's fascinating. An enchantment on the water itself? Uh, the, it's, it's one of my own design, actually. The, and she instantly sort of talks about it. Yes, um, the, the pedestal itself. Any object or any, any person who, who interacts with it is sent to a random plane of existence. That's incredibly advanced magic. Uh, all thanks to the wizard. But please, if you, if you do need to um, go to another washroom, there is, there is one on the first floor. Uh, that is not. Um, have has this uh, washbowl. <laughs> well, I understand. I I didn't realize the first floor was. Um, I thought it was would be off limits, but that's... oh, not at. I mean, we have guest rooms up there for when. Well, very rarely do we have actual guests. But if you wish to stay the night, you're more than welcome to. Well, that would be. I would be honoured. Thank you very much. Hi. And so she leads you through. Um, and she sort of sits down next to the, to the sort of the big throne uh, chair and sort of motions you to sit across from her. And as you do, the sort of the plates of food start piling out, and the whole table is filled with food. You have like a hog's roast, you have potatoes, you have you know all the different kinds of potatoes, yeah. which I know you hate. <laughs> oh, potatoes are the bane. <laughs> um, carrots, vegetables, and and some root vegetables you've never seen before. I see. Um, various gravies, various um, cheese sauces. It's just incredible. You've never seen this much food yeah. in your entire life. It's so it's just it looks like. Huge amounts for what it is. Exactly. I would like to test to see if any of it's an illusion. So I want to take a little bit from as many different places as I can. And you do so. And your plate gets very full very quickly. And it's just almost like a pile. And Mez is like, oh, goodness, you must be you must be hungry. I'm afraid. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll understand us dwarves. We uh, have big appetites. Bigger eyes, but big appetites. <laughs> of course, of course. And she gets... I watch and see what she... Gets. She takes bits of everything, not not as much as you, but she does take some, um, and then she sort of waits, and then through the doors comes this, well, wizard weirding. Actually, make a perception check. Natural twenty. 20. It's bizarre. His robes again. It's it's exactly almost as if it's come from the painting itself. But you know that the painting wasn't magical or anything like that. But he's wearing the same sort of outfit, same sort of beautiful sort of robes. His hair, uh, almost like a Viking beard esque type thing, long mm. white hair, and a very interesting sort of ornate hat. The way his robes ripple slightly, and maybe it's just the angle. You're not sure, but it does look like he's floating. But then he comes to the sort of throne and he goes, "Ah, oh, my dear," and sort of kisses. And you, fine sir, I've heard so much about you already, and sort of like gets your hand in a, a nice vice grip. Yeah, it is a pleasure. Thank you so much for your invitation. Oh, and it's all thanks to Mez, and Mez is like sort of, oh, this is no problem. I, I, you know how how you love hearing from interesting adventurers and stuff. Well, I thought Fargrim here would be 
an interesting one for you to do. So the question is, he's only from uh, the town two days away. Oh, excellent. I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. Even uh, nobody ever seems to go to two days away. <laughs> but no, this is incredible. Please, uh, this, this all this food is not just for, for my pleasure or my entertainment, is it? It seems like a huge amount of effort. Oh, it, it, it is um, the least we could do. And as obviously he sits down and as he's talking, the servant sort of you know, set up his own plate of food. Yeah. Did he float into his chair or did he like... <laughs> he, no, he's you like, know, like, <laughs> he normally... But no, you know, it's like you put like two feet next to a chair and lower yourself <laughs> down. Did he do that? Or I'm just saying with the natural 20, did he, or did he kind of like glide in a little bit? Like uh, I'd say, uh, no, by the time he got to you, he sort of was definitely walking, right, you could tell. Right. And it was pulling and pulled back the chair himself. Like he, the servants tried to do it for him, but he was like, no, no, no. And okay. So, tell me, what brings you to a weirding? We don't ha- tend to have many clerics uh, that come through here. Ah, uh, well, I must confess, I'm uh, very poorly travelled in the area. It's, I've heard many tales of the mine and of oh, yes. the town's resurgence. It sounds like quite an incredible turnaround. And, and from what I hear, you are to thank for that. I mean, I am a humble man. Um, I I merely saw an opportunity. And thanks to um, my, my late wife, I saw an opportunity to turn things around for this, for this establishment. Well, it appears that you've done a fantastic job. I congratulate you for that. Um, I must say, I, I, I heard a little bit about your town. I, I run a smithy oh. um, just in the in, in tier two days. But we've heard the, the mine seems to be coming up with all kinds of uh, treasures. I mean, tell me, that's, that's fascinating. How did you find it? Oh, it's one of those feelings when, again, my beloved uh, wife, she didn't have as many funds and things were going poor in production. I just saw the chance to invest and... Thanks to that, we've reaped the rewards of it, and now I can continue doing my life's work and secure the town. And I, thanks to my wife allowing me into her home, and and obviously my my daughter, it's just been an incredible couple of years. I'm walking around town. There seems to be a lot of influence from Cholt. Is is that from your design? There seems to be a lot of imported goods. Again, before I came to Weirding, but Smithington, I did travel quite a quite a long way, and yes, I've experienced and tried new things and stuff. Um, yes, I I did pass through Cholt, and maybe my influence and my um sort of gestures around the room, I guess my influence, you say, from my worldly travels and stuff. But now I've found a home here in Weirding. Make a perception check for me, though. Well, sixteen. Sixteen. I assume you are eating by this point, like Mezzas tucked into her food and started drinking and stuff. Wizard Weirding has not touched his food. No. Well, I was going to say, I I have been talking to him. I would have been waiting to see what Meza would have been eating. Mm. And I think I would have potentially started eating things that I've seen her eat. But at this point, I'm sort of engaged in conversation. Yeah. I would be. She she started, as soon as, as soon as Wizard Weirding sat down, she started eating. Yeah, there's no smell of the food or anything. Anything would indicate it's uh, Make Make or... a... Ooh, what would you do? I guess make an investigation check. Investigation. You're pulling things through your heart. Sort of playing with it a little yeah, bit. I'm course. sort of distracted with the conversation. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's an 18. 18. Um, there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with the food. No. Um, again, the wine as well. You maybe take a little sip. You see Meza drink as well. And so the one thing you notice is that during your conversation, maybe... You know, 10 minutes have gone by and he's still not touched his food. No, I understand. Uh, but at this point, I'm sort of... Uh, I'm just sort of keeping him engrossed in conversation. Absolutely. I'm not touching my food myself. But, um... Well, he's absolutely fascinated. Um, again, and I think the conversation, he tries to talk more about 
your cleric abilities. He's maybe through the course of half an hour, and maybe you talk about the mining stuff in the forest, and he's like, yes, 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 but but your abilities, your your cleric, he's really fascinated about your the way you use magic. Yeah, I'm afraid my. You, you mentioned yourself being a humble man. I'm afraid my abilities are equally as humble. I run uh, a smith and my, the, the gods have given so fit to help me uh, with that. Um, I sort of, you know, I like pull up the knife and just sort of light it up and then like sort of, get, you know, just a couple of cantrips, maybe form a tergy, shave that off. Mm. <laughs> um, but like not giving too much away. Of course, of course. Um, but so just cantrips. Uh, at the moment, I'm just say it's it just various bits and pieces that the gods Ooh, have given okay, me. Okay, okay, make an insight check actually. A natural twenty. <laughs> oh, good. He's being incredibly polite, but all the basic cantrips you're showing him, he's not interested in. He's trying to get more in depth. So, so the power from the gods, though, that's an in, that's an incredible feat. I, not many people come to Weirding with that sort of power. Tell me, how did you how did you get this power? How was it bestowed upon you? I. Must say, it's come from from years of devout worship. Um, yeah. It's, I must say, it, it, it's a skill that I, I rarely use uh, as much as I should. Uh, it's something that I should use more. I, I mean, I've only, uh, I, I must confess, I've only had use of my greater powers for once. Um, mm. You know, I had to bring someone back from the dead. Interesting. And was it a very difficult procedure? Unfortunately, with my god's power, it's it's his effort, not mine. Hmm. He sort of thinks for a moment and he sort of twiddles his beard. <laughs> Something I cannot do. I totally can't bring back for a little No, no, no. I, but I think he's so engrossed in what you're saying, that's the thing. So he's yeah. like... I, I, I'm just from stories I've heard about the dying wife. I thought just sort of waving no, that that's, under no, his that's interesting. My interest. Uh, we'll make a quick intelligence check though. Uh, oh, uh, nineteen. Uh, well, she's been dead a year and a half, so it's. I mean, I, depending mm, on like, yeah, it's but he's, possible. But it's possible. Very difficult. Yeah. Exactly. You must have met if you've spared the dying on many creatures. Did you say, or well, a couple of people? You must know quite a lot about. The body, then the various, uh, various other um, racist bodies at all. Have you have you come across this? Are you are you a healer by tra- by do you do you heal? Like- well, I was going to say most of my experience comes from yes, fixing um, rather than harming. But yes, I have had yeah, fascinating, absolutely fascinating. My interest really is with it, within the sort of the the anatomy of people, and I again would hope to. Through my through my life's work, hope to sort of make people feel better, feel more stronger than ever before. Mm. Well, that's a fascinating pr- profession. Yes, indeed. I, what would your aim be? Would you, you seeking confidence in people, uh, emotional change? Yes, in in a certain way, yes. But I I want to see. I want to test the limits of of people, as you know, change them from what they are and into who they could be. And as as he's talking now, um, Mez has sort of finished her food, and I'm sure you've toyed with about half of it. The servants come in and take away Mez's plate. They come in and take away the full plate of withered weirding. Mm. Well, I would have, I, unless you want to say otherwise, I, I actually won't have touched my food. I would have kind of played around perfect, with it perfect. and pushed it around. Yep, they'll, they'll all sort of go to look. And I, then... I very much, because he's not eating, it would put me on edge, but... Right. No, you can you can I, say I, otherwise. No, 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 no. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. So you've played around with you. So it looks like you've had a go. Yeah. 
Um, it takes but I've been talking and, and Grace. Perfect, and... perfect. And they sort of take away and then they start bringing out some desserts of various trifles, various, um, again, some weird sort of fruit from exotic lands and stuff and various coffees and liqueurs come out as well. Yeah. Filling up the whole entire table and then the servers start uh, plating stuff yeah. for wizard wording. Sorry to, to explore the more mundane magics briefly, but is much of this food created? Is this... Um conjured at all or is this all imported oh it's all imported yes no expense spared oh fascinating well it's uh it's very generous of you this thesis of yours sounds ex- incredibly interesting um I, I imagine how how would you go about this from some point theory must become practical and what how would you go about that well often you would look for um uh, yeah i've yet to do it myself but um look for sort of volunteers to try out my new sort of um, methods and see how that goes. Unfortunately, I've not had chance to um, to talk and have volunteers and such. Um, it's all just been practical just now, all lots of theories and stuff. Oh, insight check. Yeah, please. 100%. You know that he's lying. Uh, 21. 21. He is lying through his teeth. But again, he's fascinated with this sort of the idea of work. Yeah, he talks about these volunteers and ha- uh, wishing to have volunteers, but again, because weirding is such a such an outpost and stuff, it's it's very likely we'll have people who volunteers. People just want to work in the mine. It, it sounds like a fascinating theory. Why? Why would you? What? What inspired you to go down that route? Why? why I, I know. Well, I, I wizards, I could imagine, are capable of much. This sort of fascination is is is, is interesting. Um, I mean, it wasn't gained. I'd say it was more of an innate thing. I've always been fascinated with the anatomy of people and especially sort of the mind power of how things are. That's very interesting. Mm. Uh, thank you for sharing that with me. That's <sighs> not a problem. Well, if if uh, it's been fascinating to talk with you, but unfortunately my work calls, and this is it's still was the food of the desserts have been put together and stuff, he sort of gets up. And says, I must take my leave. Unfortunately, I must get back to my work. I hope uh, Mares will obviously keep you company for the rest of the meal and stuff. And then uh, I'm sure she will take you on another tour if you've already done that. If not, um, I, let's just say uh, goodnight to you. So it's been a pleasure. And he sort of shakes your hand yeah. and uh, walks out. I sort of watch him out. Is there any, any backwards glances, any weirdness to the way he moves? Uh, make a perception check. No, six. Nope. No, it doesn't stride out in a strop or anything. No, <laughs> just, no. just walks over. And Mares is sort of uh, eating some various bits of cake and stuff. But again, it's just like, isn't he wonderful? He could change the world. Fascinating man. Mm. Yes, fascinating. You must. Um, do you assist him with his with his project work? Uh, sometimes I do. Um, he has an incredible uh, study lab upstairs on the second floor, which um, he wasn't so busy working. I'm sure he'd show you, but I guess he's, he's in the middle of something. I completely understand. Mm-hmm. So she finishes the cake. I mean, assume that you don't eat any of the dessert or you play around with it. If... I'll play around with it. Yeah, yeah I've actually, I've got rations. I can eat <laughs> in my room. On. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I can, I can have field rations later. I'm Excellent. deeply on edge. Um, yeah, make an, make an insight check on theirs for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a 20. She looks a little bit downhearted. I think she felt that the meeting with Wizard Weirding would have gone better. You get the sense that she feels disappointed in herself, that she's not pleased the wizard in some way. That's interesting. It's curious, Meza. The wizard, he he was very modest about his work. Um, I, I expected him to be, be more confident about it. 
I it's I guess it's because he is just very secretive. Even I only know very little of it. Um, but what he does is wondrous. One day I wish to be as great as him. But until that day, I just I learn the various the various spells that he he's willing to teach me. Mm-hmm. And even that's on a rare occasion. I mostly oversee his uh, stuff at the mine. Please uh, don't let me keep you if uh, if you have things to be getting on with. Oh, I will. Um, uh, just one or two things, but um, I, I I will say uh, goodnight before I uh, you leave. So just um, let one of the servants know. And so she sort of gets up and sort of heads off out of the room. You're once again alone. A couple of servants maybe starting to clear some desserts away. But you're currently sat at the dining table. Fair enough. What would you like to do? Oh, so <laughs> my strong suspicion at the moment is that corkering is going to be upstairs mm-hmm. in the lab. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, he's, he's <laughs> experimenting on people, right? And he seems to be able to have a limited power of healing, uh, certain mind control in the, in the aspect that he can wipe memories or at least, like, hide his tracks a little bit. Mm-hmm. But my current, from, from the way he was talking about mind interference and, and needing subjects, mm-hmm. has led me to assume that everybody I've seen with a scar so far has been subjected or has been experimented on, mm-hmm. which would be pretty much the entire town. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to the conclusion that A, corkering has probably been experimented on, or if not, will be very soon. Mm-hmm. And B, I'm going to be on that list if he's not happy with me. And it, I mean, it, that's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'd say, because you've said all that out loud to me just now, make an arcana check for me as you're going running through all this in your head. And then on top of that, a history check as well. A history check. 22. No good wizard would ever do this. But even then, it seems beyond the power of an older man. Something here's not right. Something, no. Something yeah. here's not right. Putting that together with the levitation. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's difficult. I think Ryan knows what it is. <laughs> I think, yes, yes, exactly. What would, the character wouldn't know what this I is. I don't think the character would um, know either. That's why I'm checking. So, oh, so I'm playing it so carefully. <laughs> the, the choice I've got is I need to either be let into the inner sanctum, mm-hmm. which means I'm going to have to give more of the game away, or I sneak into the inner sanctum. And sneaking mm-hmm. is not my thought, eh? No. Will Fargrim find his lost friend? What is going on in the strange mining town of Weirding? And is the wizard all that they seem? Find out next time on What Am I Rolling? The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's player was Ryan Harris. This episode's RPG one-shot was The Lost Kenku, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure by Sean Wood, produced in conjunction with Extra Life. You can find out more about the world of Dungeons & Dragons on the official Dungeons & Dragons website. That's dnd.wizards.com. You can find out more information about Extra Life and the work they do on their website. That's www.extra-life.org. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon or twinmusicon.org licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at wair underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers 
need not apply.